Welcome to the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established Wickedly Smart Women. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate women who are committed, care deeply, and have the courage to take action and create conscious change all around the world. Now here's your Wickedly Smart host, Angel B. Hartwell. Welcome to another episode of the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, where we celebrate Wickedly Smart Women and provide our listeners with a wealth of wisdom, along with immediately actionable steps to be smarter, spunkier, and more successful in their impact and their leadership. This is your host, Angel B. Hartwell, and today we welcome our very special guest, Ren Ferris. Ren survived two life-threatening car accidents in her late 20s and subsequently healed herself from what the modern medical establishment deemed irreparable. That journey compelled her to dedicate her life to creating places for others to have access to alternative healing and restoration modalities for themselves. Thus was born her award-winning saltwater bathhouse and million-dollar brand, soak on the sound. A teacher and consultant at heart, Ren now harnesses her experience from creating soak to help women turn their own passions into successful, thriving businesses that are profitable and pleasurable to run. Ren demystifies business and provides rock-solid systems like scaffolding to help women climb to the beautiful heights of discovering and owning the companies of their dreams, their way. I am so delighted to have you here today on the show, Ren. Welcome. Thank you, Angel. That's Mm -hmm. beautiful. Thank you. So Ren, you know, you are one of those extraordinary people who have gone through some extraordinary circumstances and turned the, the shiz to Shinola. So if you wouldn't mind, I'd love to have you share with our audience a little bit of your own backstory and then maybe how you like made the courageous choices to look at alternative ways. I deeply believe there's a thing that we all can't not do. And after the car accidents and what was subsequently a 10-year journey of finding alternative modes to heal my body, I made one of those pacts with God that come for you later, I like to say. And I said, if I can heal myself from what modern medicine is saying is unhealable, I will devote the rest of my life to giving a healing gift. I never meant to start healing centers. That was not the journey I was on in my life. And that pact came and tapped me on the shoulder. And by my mid-30s, I was well, and I could hold my head up again after years of not being able to, and I could move, and I was feeling well enough to begin to imagine what would that business look like if I could do it. And I think the thing is, when you go through traumatic things like so many of us have in our lives, you can feel like you're living on borrowed time. And you can feel like, oh, well, I really felt like, oh, well, I mean, the fact that I'm even here is literally a miracle. I could either do something with that miracle I've been given 
or I could not. And, and there was really no choice there. And I love to work with women who maybe at the midline of their life seems like a theme or at another time in their life when something potent happens and they realize that they just can't not do that thing any longer. But they're terrified because they've never started a business. And the depth of seduction of sabotage in our lives for women, especially perhaps in business, the who am I to do this? What if I fail? Who am I to do this? What if I fail? Who am I to do this? What if I fail? They all lead to those same, all excuses lead to that end of that same rainbow. And so I just for myself, trained and taught myself to be more in love with being giving the gift I can't not give than I was to paying attention to those voices that, that would sabotage and undermine me to not do it. And I just turned the volume down on those things and turned the volume up on my desire to find out what if I could do it. Mm. And I did and it was it has been extraordinary we are 10 years into the journey it's million dollar brand i've done most of this journey by myself learning as i've gone never feeling ready before i arrove at the next step that just went what do i need to do next what do i need to do next what do i need to do next and I love being able to hold women's hands through some of that demystification process for themselves as well. Yeah, beautiful. So I want to take a second here, Ren, and really presence our audience to the fact that you literally couldn't lift your head. For three years. For three years. You literally couldn't lift your head. And it was this, this prayer that said, if you let me live well again, right? You were not even just satisfied with, you know, let me live. You Mm -hmm. wanted to really live well, then you would make this dedication to spirit. So what I'd love to have you talk about is just a little bit about, you know, your healing journey. There's something really potent in your healing journey. And I think for those listeners who might be the kind of people you're talking about, it often is a life-changing event that sets them on the path to doing the no-choice choice. I, mm-hmm. I had the exact same experience where it's been a no-choice choice for me and my business as well. Mm-hmm. So if you could talk a little bit about making alternative choices, mm-hmm. like outside mm-hmm. of the box, you know, as a woman in business, mm-hmm. we're really the first generation of women that have been able to have all of the pieces line up to be able to succeed as in mass, you know, as opposed to just the random success stories of our prior, prior generations. So if you could talk about kind of a little bit about the healing journey and how you were able to make these alternative choices and how that led to Soak's creation, that would be great. Thank you. There is an analogy between the healing journey and the journey you you must take in business to succeed actually as well. I never took the pill. So when the neurologist said, here's a script for pain medication for the rest of your life, you will never be able to lift more than 10 pounds. You'll never work a full job. You will have big time permanent impairment, and you're just going to take this pain medicine for the rest of your life. I never swallowed one pill. I think I knew somewhere inside that if I took the pill once, that I also swallowed that 
diagnosis. And so from that moment, I said, let me go see if I can do it anyway. And I think in business, you have to do that. You have to say, I understand that 95% of small businesses fail. I understand that women don't have access to the funding. I understand like, And you just got to put your finger in your ears and you've got to see if you can do it anyway. And so I did find that healing in water. That was where I found most of my healing. And there's this other thing that's true on the, any type of healing journey, I believe, is that when the noise in your head or the pain in your body or the pain you're emotionally feeling is literally so continual that you cannot turn the volume down on it, it becomes very distracting and, and then it creates more of itself. And what I found in water was just that I could have a pain-free at first moment and then maybe 10 moments. And what I learned from those moments was that there was a possibility of the volume of the pain turning down at some point. And that was so extraordinary to me that I just spent, tried to just spend as much time as I could in waters. I was fortunate to live near hot springs in the desert Southwest. And I just spent all my time there. I wrote about that in my first book, Soak and Homage to Water. And so when I also had this weird thing where I was, I've always been very intuitive, but I became almost psychic after the accidents. And I, one thing is I would walk through a grocery store or any kind of public place. And I could literally on a scale of one to 10, tell you the pain level that, that everyone was in. It was too much. It was like an empathy I didn't really want. But from that, I saw the level of emotional, psychological, and physical pain that people are in. And I thought, okay, so if I am going to create a business, the one thing I would want to do is create a sanctuary that was based around healing waters so that people could go into a private tub room full of healing waters, not chemical chlorine waters, and have a 50-minute experience to just see if they could find some reprieve from that noise, that volume of their pain, psychologically, emotionally, or physically, the way that I had experienced it. So my business model was, I didn't sit and think about a business model. I experienced what I so desired to give a gift to others to have that experience. And those types of, where are you going to find that? If you don't live near hot springs or you can't hike out there or you're not going to the public pool or the gym, that's not what I was talking about. So it was like the thing that I was desirous to give, I didn't see around me as a business in very many locations. And so that's kind of how that started. Hmm, Beautiful. Well, what I love here is that, you know, the, the healing of your own self has created this momentum to want to help heal others using the same alternative methods that that you employed to actually be able to sit upright pain free you know mm-hmm. and to create this magical business so soak on the sound is in seattle correct it's in port townsend oh, washington okay in the seattle area though mm-hmm. yeah right mm-hmm. and so what inspired you to make the selection of that location? As you know, you were mentioning you live in the Southwest, you have, you're walking into grocery stores, feeling people's pain. I'm curious what inspired you to pick the Southwest, uh, the Northwest yeah. to put your first soak? Mm-hmm. Well, 
I mean, before the accidents, I definitely am an entrepreneur at heart. And it's not that a soak business concept was my first rodeo. So I'm like, all right, I got to do this thing. It's got to be in a cold climate. It's got to be in at least a place of like center of consciousness where people are going to somewhat understand what I'm even talking about. Although at the beginning, people laughed me to the... (laughs) to the side of the stage, but there was a lot of reasons, sheer beauty, the natural beauty up there, but definitely the weather, it's super cold. And so I really just wanted it to be proof of concept in this little tiny 10,000 person town on the tip of the Olympic Peninsula. If I can make it work there, I can make it work anywhere. The idea was we were going to do five, maybe in the first, after we really got a few years in, and we were doing that before the pandemic. And then we did stop development on that for a while so that we could weather the pandemic and really revise some of our systems. And now it's 2023 at this recording, and we are opening back up to hopefully build many, many locations. I think one of the things I hear every single day, maybe 10 times a day, every day, is we need a soak in fill in the location. And there was there's one other thing I wanted to say about the model. Like I could have become a massage therapist or gone to school or I did all cranial sacral and every kind of thing under the sun to get my neck together. And I could have become a healer. And I think one of the things that's really important to me is that I wanted to affect as many thousands and thousands and thousands of, of people as possible with the uh, business energy I had left to give and that I knew I on a one-to-one basis, I could never affect or have a ripple if I could, if I built a center. So that is still a very, I'm a legacy person. I, mm-hmm. this is my legacy, my Dharma mm-hmm. and I want soaks everywhere. So we are, we're just putting one foot in front of the other. I brought in a partner in 2022 to really, so we can actualize this, go further, faster together. And so it's very exciting being women in business together and not just like a solo entrepreneur. So that's a new leg of the journey for me as well. Cool. All right. We're going to take a quick break. Wickedly Smart Women, we could use your help. We love partnering <laughs> as well. If you're enjoying this show, please consider joining our community, making a donation at wickedlysmartwomen.com and sharing with your lovely lady friends that might benefit from our content. Help a gal out and let your sisters, mothers, daughters, friends, and colleagues know so about the show so that we can serve them too. I want to say a big, huge thank you to all of our listeners who are downloading, rating, and reviewing. We've added two more countries. We are now in 112 countries. We also just won our 10th and 11th awards. So we're pretty excited about that here as well. We want to shout out to our listeners. We'll shout out to our listeners in Seattle area, Port Washington. We'll shout out to our listeners in the desert Southwest. And we'll also shout out to our listeners in Venezuela. And we will be right back with Ren Ferris. The Wickedly Smart Women podcast is brought to you by the Wealthy Life Mentor. Women, are you on the edge knowing that life is calling you to make a change? Are you ready to be part of the evolution of what it means to be a wickedly smart woman creating your wealthy life by design? A life that is an extraordinary work of art. Angel B. Hartwell, the Wealthy Life Mentor, is hired by Women in Transition, Women just like you who want to break through to their brilliance, become clear on the value of their wisdom, and embody a beauty-filled, 
balanced life of shameless self-expression. Discover your wealthy life readiness by taking the quiz at quiz.wealthylifementor.com. All right, we are back with Ren Ferris. And before we went to the break, we were talking about Soak on the Sound. And so you can find out more about Soak on the Sound at soakonthesound.com. When you get to that site, if you are somebody who is interested in finding out more about potentially partnering with Ren as a financial investor in her expansion, of Soak on the Sound and bringing Soak to many more cities across the country and maybe even across the world. You can find uh, her contact information right there on the site. And if you are looking for her support, if you are a woman who is looking to start your own entrepreneurship or grow your entrepreneurship, and you want the tutelage and mentorship of a woman who has built a, a million dollar, multi-million at this point, I would guess, Ren, a multi-million dollar revenue generating sticks and bricks business, which let me tell you, to build a multi-million dollar revenue generating sticks and bricks business is pretty extraordinary. So if you're looking for consulting from Ren, you can also connect with her at soakonthesound.com. We'll have that for you in the show notes. So Ren, let's talk about, okay, so you built Soak. You've fulfilled your promise to the spirit that got you healed. And now you have created a a million or multi-million dollar business. Let us talk about what was it like for you on your own to do that? And what would be maybe the top one or two things you would want our listeners to know if they are either in that startup phase or maybe in that space where we often run into of like, shit, I'm up against the wall and I don't know what to do next. Hmm. I love stories. And my technical training background is all in creative writing. And I thought before my accidents that I was going to be a creative writing professor for my life. So I can't not tell the stories of what this 10-year journey has been like. And so there is a book forthcoming called The Art of Feminine Entrepreneurship that I'm very excited to be writing my stories and the stories of the now hundreds of women I have worked with because their stories are so hilarious, inspiring, just unbelievable. There are many moments, they're the moments that stand out in my head like our grand opening night when we're going to show the entire town when it's a very small town and all the up high to do up mayors and everybody's coming and and I'm in a dress and I go down into the pump room I don't know why and right at that moment like a pressure release valve breaks in the pump room and 600 gallons of steaming hot water are pouring all over me. The tubs are draining upstairs. The guests are arriving. I'm soaking wet and screaming bloody murder for someone to hear me and come get me in the pump room. And I have no idea how to stop this whole mad. And you just go like, there is no way you could make this up. And I walk up into the affair, literally drenched. I, I don't know. You're soaked. I, soaked. <laughs> I don't know if I'm 
bawling out of like hilarity or embarrassment, you know? So there's just been so many times where you have felt like it, it can't get worse than this. And it does, you know, and it, it does get worse and you still do it anyway. And it gets better too. So to, I think sometimes the really hard stories stick in my head because I want to share with people what it can look like and that you can still survive, thrive, win every award, you know, just the the angelic things that happen, the way the phone rings, the way you meet someone and now you're on TV and you didn't even try. And, you know, so you're kind of living with both of it. And I would never want to make it sound like a fairy tale. Mm. It's been horrendous. <laughs> it's been the most horrendous, beautiful journey. We call it horrible ecstasy. <laughs> I love that horrible ecstasy. That's going to be our probably part of our pearl of wisdom here. Ren, Ren is encouraging you to embrace the, the horrible ecstasy. Totally. I'm, just, I'm just living. Never mind being in business, right? Yes. Yes. What right. else are you going to do? It'd be so boring. Otherwise, I know that every day I could sit around in my pajamas. I don't want to do that. Yeah. So you got to do something. So you might as well just try. Just keep going. Right. Beautiful. All right. So let's talk now about this book. You've already written one book and you have another book that you're the forthcoming author of The Art of Feminine Entrepreneurship. Tell us a little bit about the process that you went through to just decide to write a book because, you know, here you are, you've got a multi-million dollar business, sticks and bricks. You've got plenty of stuff on your plate. You're fulfilling your destiny already, right? You're, you're looking to expand and put more soaks all over the place. You're looking for investors all the time to partner with you. What makes you suddenly decide that you want to help other women entrepreneurs or write a book or both? Writing is very therapeutic for me. So from the, I write every morning. And so for years, I've just been like, this needs to be a blog. This is hilarious. Like if I just woke up every morning and literally tell the truth about what it's actually like to be me on a daily level... I feel like you're laughing from one eye and crying from the other. Like it's just so raw. And so a lot of the book, it will literally be transmissions from my journals. I'm doing it anyway. Right. And then I, I've always been a teacher. So from the moment I can remember, it's just, it's just all my stuffed animals are set up, but giant chalkboards. I mean, nobody ever remembers me playing or doing anything, but downstairs playing teacher. I just feel like I, I'm a teacher. And when I didn't go that path after being an educator in college and through graduate school, when I didn't go on to being a teacher, it seemed like as soon as I was really getting good, at, if I get good at something, I want to teach it. So I got good at business. I kind of got good at, I'm dorky about it. I love spreadsheets. And I feel like I can, and demystify some of the things that just feel so overwhelming. I'm like, that's not the overwhelming part. We have some other overwhelming parts, but that isn't it. I'll just help you figure that out. So those two things are just supernatural. So they're byproducts of what I want to be doing anyway. Mm -hmm. So they don't really rob me of energy at all. They actually fuel 
my tank. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, that's another thing that I want our listeners to hear. This is similar. I'm similar, right? And I would guess that many of our listeners are this way as well. The world wants you to like do the one thing and we're really multidimensional beings. You know what I mean? And and so for me also making art fuels me, writing fuels me, podcasting fuels me, serving my clients fuels me financially as well as in all the other ways. And so there's this element of the spiritual fuel that we actually receive in the production or the delivery of whatever it is we put our hands to. So in the last like three minutes that we have here, Ren, I'd love to have you speak about the weaving in of the spiritual practices in your life that allow you to be able to have many plates spinning simultaneously mm-hmm. and well, spinning simultaneously and well. It's all completely intertwined, especially when you're in the healing arts. There are times in the bathhouse where it's been in a particularly heavy day for myself or clients. We need to go in there with the bells and the bowls and we have crystals. We have our little magic because, because big energies are moving through there. So same is true with my life. If I wasn't, you know, my morning walks are non-negotiable. My journal writing is non-negotiable. My healthy diet is non-negotiable. My time with girlfriends, I'm a big dork on education. My time on podcasts and books and education, non-negotiable. I I completely understand that my wellness is at the heart of the the wellness of my business. And there have been times where I have reached extreme levels of burnout, extreme, wherein dire actions needed to be taken, like literally unplugging and flying somewhere and turning off and trying to not have a mental break, you know, true mental breakdown. And so that self-care, that that continual nourishment of a whole ecosystem of wellness is absolutely bedrock. You're right, of course. Yeah, beautiful. All right. Well, if there was one last thing that you wanted to say to anyone who may actually be interested in investing with you, let's let's call forth the fun funds and call forth the partners right now for your next projects. We're going to put an S on the end of that. Yeah. Why don't you talk a little bit about asking for money? Like, that's a big thing for many yeah. women. Like, yes, you know, you did this whole thing on your own and you asked for money from your customers, but it's a whole nother level when you're talking about raising five or $10 million. So let's talk about asking for money in the last. Yes. I love talking about money. And one of the main things I do with clients is, is work on their money blocks and money stories and how to work with money, money, money. Let's say it. It's not a dirty word. So yes, at the moment, One of the things I'm really focused on, and this will change over time as the economy and things change, but is the energetic, as you're talking about energy too, diversification of the ways our money is around us. So some people might have IRAs, they might have 401ks. I know a lot of women who have a lot of money in traditional modalities like the stock market. And so I really work with lending partners. We're not looking for investors wherein you get a percentage of the business and you really get involved. We're looking for lending partners who want to free up some of their finances from 
what I think are risky, but some people think are steady state, uh, whatever you think is risky. If you think crypto, you know, anywhere it might be is risky. They all have different energetic layers of vibrations. So we're looking at for people and have are working with people, ourselves included, who are freeing up finances from some of those other places, putting them in a proven model and a healing gift to the world, connecting that energy to us for about five years, not a long time, and getting a very good return on investment, probably something that they would be seeing in the marketplace, the standard marketplace over that five years. So we're really just saying, we're offering a path for diversification of funds for people who might want to get into a lending relationship with Soak Inc. Beautiful. I love it. And I think the minimum is a half a million dollars, correct? Yes, 500000 at this time. Because we're going to talk about money here, Wickedly Smart, when we're going to say the words and and yeah. at this time, at the time and, of this recording yeah. in 2023. Yeah. So it mm-hmm. could be higher as you yeah. listen to this in a year or two or five years from now. Awesome. Well, Ren, thank you so much for being willing to like say words like half a million dollars. I'm I'm looking for half a million dollar lending partners because that's a role model. You're being a role model for all of the wickedly smart women who are listening, who are only maybe even dreaming of 50,000 or 100,000 or 150,000 coming into their business. So thank you so much for doing that. And thank you so much for being here with me today on the show. Mm-hmm. Listeners, we love feedback. Please let us know what you think of today's episode. Go right now to wickedlysmartwomen.com to join our community, share your takeaways, ask questions, or submit guest suggestions. Thank you so much for tuning in. Keep your ears open. And remember, you are a wonderful woman. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to rate and review Wickedly Smart Women on Apple Podcasts and share with other women who can benefit from today's episode. Wickedly Smart Women is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leader who carries profound wisdom and knows that now is the time to welcome wealth. We welcome your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of each new episode at wickedlysmartwomen.com.